Shut up and sit down. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. How you guys doing out there? Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 72 of the Quiet Part Loud podcast, and I'm Daryl. I'm your host, as always, and uh, and it's good to be here, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for popping back and uh, and lending us your ear. Um, planned on getting a couple more out this week, but uh, but work's gotten super busy. But that's good because there's some really interesting and creative stuff going on. Uh, some that I'm really actually looking forward to. Uh, it's the best part of being in advertising. But unfortunately, it hasn't allowed me to be on the mic because I've been in the office a little bit more. And uh, this was the first evening that I've gotten the chance to actually plug in and, uh, and press record. So here we are, plenty to talk about. Um, but one thing I floated online the other day uh, was, uh, was this idea that I've kind of just been playing with. And I want to talk to you guys a little bit about that in a minute, but, um, just to update everybody, Spotify is not updating. The feed is not, uh, updating with new episodes. We've uploaded the entire catalog. Uh, but since, since we did that, we've now done two episodes. This is the third and the two episodes that we have done that are available on iTunes and SoundCloud are for some reason not refreshing on Spotify. And I've contacted them, but as of yet haven't heard anything back, which is fantastic. So um, so we're just waiting to hear something, anything uh, in terms of how to fix that, uh, whether it's an issue that we have to rectify or as I assume it would be something that Spotify has to rectify. Uh, but, you know, we're little we're little fish in a very, very big ocean of podcasts and uh, and artists. So I'm sure we're not number one uh, or number 1000 on their priority list. So as soon as I hear back, I'll, uh, I'll I'll update you guys with any info, but you can still get us on iTunes. You can still get us on SoundCloud. And if you want quick links back to the show, uh, you can always follow the Facebook page or the Twitter page, which is at Quiet Part Loud. Uh, so go ahead and do that. Give us some feedback. Rate us as always. We want that sort of feedback, which has been coming in a little bit more. And we love it. So absolutely encourage engagement, absolutely encourage feedback and, you know, whether good, bad or indifferent, we want to hear from you. So, uh, so, uh, so hit us up on those channels and, uh, and off we go. We keep going, keep moving forward. I can't believe we're on episode 72, but I say that every episode. So, uh, it's getting a little bit redundant because we're going to keep going and we're going to keep pumping these shows out. So, um, as long as you guys keep tuning in, press and play, uh, then, uh, then that's the point, and uh, and we're gonna keep doing it. So, uh, so new show. Uh, it's the evening. The day's gone. I've been up since four thirty. Hit the gym this morning. Uh, had a great session in there. First day able to work uh, from home this week. So got a proper session in. Got the mitts back on. Did some rounds on the bag, which was great. And uh, and that's got me buzzing a little bit because I hate short sessions every day. You just can't. Not that I like to take my time in the gym, but I don't like to rush. Um, I like to keep it moving. I like to keep busy. I'm not one of these guys that sits around on their phone or chatting to people, you know, might say hello here and there, but I like to get to work. That's my time and, uh, and just get things done. But if I work from home, it effectively gives me another 60 minutes in which I can play, um, add some cardio in, you know, get just a more comprehensive session done. So I was able to do that this morning, which was fantastic. Left on a high, got some good rounds on the bag in and, uh, and I'm just loving just loving boxing again and uh, and just getting my conditioning in that way. It's fantastic. So all is well. 
Um, and I hope all is well with you guys. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling fresh. Uh, I could do with a little bit more sleep, but you know that's how it goes when you're uh, when you're burning it sort of at both ends. And now we're in the evening time, and it's uh, it's what what is it Wednesday? Yes, yeah, so it's Wednesday evening. Um, so hopefully this will be out for you guys uh, tomorrow morning or tomorrow lunchtime ish. But but uh, yeah, there you go. That's a little update from us. Um, what's been going on in the world? I mean, where do we start, right? Um, I said a minute ago that there's this kind of, there's this thing that I want, I've been just kind of mulling around in my head and I've been thinking about it. And I mentioned it on the, uh, on the Facebook page, uh, on my personal Facebook page, I used to say, not the, uh, not the podcast page yesterday or the day before. And it was just in, in regards to this notification that, uh, that, that you get if you're on iPhone. I don't know if it's on Android as well because I don't use Android. Um, but on my iPhone, every Sunday morning, you get a, like a screen time report. And it's something that started happening recently, I think maybe in the last six months for me anyhow, uh, where it breaks down, uh, it breaks down exactly what you do on your mobile phone or I, on your tablet or whatever. I'm sure if you have a, um, like a Mac laptop, it probably shows you on there as well, but I don't. Um, but on my iPhone, it gives you this, and you've probably seen it, right? This screen time breakdown. You spent a total of this much time, these many hours, this many minutes on your phone with the screen open every day. And the numbers are sometimes staggering. Like I was disgusted when I saw my first one. And that's kind of what led me to thinking about maybe setting up what I'm what I'm talking about now. Now, the screen time will break down everything that you do, right? Into its component parts of the apps you use and you know how that breaks down into sort of creative, social, productivity, et cetera, et cetera. And it'll, you know, <clears throat> the biggest offenders, the biggest usage uh, apps are always the same, right? It's always WhatsApp, it's always Facebook, it's always Twitter, and it's always Instagram. And then maybe depending on your usage, it may be Google Maps, or it may be the phone if you do talk or text message or something like that. I don't know. But generally, WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they're always in the top three in some way, shape or form. Maybe not all of them, but certainly some uh, one, if not more of them are. And, and it just got me to thinking about, you know, our habits with social media and also with our phone, which has now become an appendage, right? It's, it's, it's another limb, right? An extension of a limb, right? Um, computer attached to your hand. And obviously there are a hundred thousand different ways that it can improve your life, make you more efficient, make you, you know, I guess a, a more streamlined version of yourself. I don't know if better is the right word, but you know, if you use it right, certainly more productive. If you use it right, certainly more healthy. If you use it right, certainly more informed. If you use it right, more efficient in terms of how you get from place to place, how you organize your day, the fact that you can look after your finances. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm talking about the usages of the phone 
from a creativity point of view, right? With the amount of photo sharing apps and the quality of the camera and the video on these phones now. Like you can really get creative with things. You can really get expressive with things. You can really, you can really streamline your existence with this technology. But us being the stupid fucking apes that we are, what do we do? We crank our necks, bury our chin in our chests, hold it in one hand and just scroll like zombies, right? Repetitive stress syndrome in the thumb teenagers are getting because of the absolute addiction to their mobile devices. And I'm guilty of this. Hands up in the air, I'm guilty of this. I spend way, way, way too much time staring at my phone for no fucking reason other than just staring at my phone, scrolling through reams and reams of garbage, right? Because let's break it down. Let's break it down. We know now that most of the stuff that Facebook surfaces in your newsfeed is garbage, right? It's not true for the most part. It's slanted towards your bias, absolutely. We know that Facebook are running experiments on their users, behavioral and cognitive experiments on their users. If you remember a few years back, and I actually got reminded of this because it was on a, it was on a, an episode of a podcast I was listening to the other day. Facebook got caught running experiments on its users. Like, what was it, three years ago or something like that? Two, three years ago? Where they were injecting positive news stories and then injecting negative news stories into users' feeds to see what it did to the type of content that then they would either post themselves or repost. Now the science is being done on this in terms of what social media is doing to the brain, to the underdeveloped brain or to the yet to be developed brain, I should say, the still developing brain, in terms of the hits of dopamine that it gives you from things like positive reinforcement, likes and shares and comments on your content, right? People start to crave this. <clears throat> so it's not just a mobile. I'm not addicted to my phone. It's it's deeper than that. We're addicted to some of these behaviors and some of these uh, some of these behavior reinforcement modules that are built into these social medias, right? Likes and and comments and shares, as I mentioned, and that does something to a brain, especially a young brain that's that's not fully developed yet, in terms of setting up a behavior in terms of what a reward system looks like. Because if you're getting that hit of dopamine that feels like a drug when you get 100 shares or 100 likes on a video that you post, you're like, fuck, that's awesome, right? You feel it straight away. Even me just talking about it, right? I can induce that. Oh my God, I got 100 likes on this fucking, on this, on this picture on Instagram. That's, I've never gotten 100 likes on it, right? This is, this is, a, this is crazy. Okay, I gotta, I gotta post some more. And when I post it, I got to see if I get 100 again. Or maybe I get 110 this time. 100 views on a video, 1,000 views on a video. Oh my God, I've got to beat it. 
searching for more and more and more validation. This is an addiction. This is a consumption addiction. <clears throat> All the while being segmented into an echo chamber based on nothing more than, you know, your maybe political views and your gender, right? Whilst they monetize all of your data and you as a commodity. So the trade-off isn't fair because what they're doing is they're feeding you an addiction that they've created, right? Like this is an addiction that's only a decade and, uh, and change old. But there are real... There are real mechanisms in the brain that are going to work when you're engaging in social media. And it's important to recognize that because now what's happening from these social media companies is they're starting to game the system. And what I mean by that is if you are so engaged with their platform that you start to develop a following and, and build up an audience. Well, what they're doing now, Facebook specifically, is they're only uh, who own obviously WhatsApp and um, and Instagram as well. But we know that Twitter are doing similar things. Um, what they're doing is they're actually only surfacing your content to a very small proportion of your actual audience. And the reason that they're doing that is so that they can see and they can show you that those engagement numbers drop. What's that? That's taking someone's stash from them. That's putting them into a withdrawal state of mind. Well, I used to get all of this and feel a certain way, but now I'm only getting this and now I feel terrible. Well, I need to do what I can to get that back up. So what do we do? We looked at their mechanisms, investing our own money into advertising, right? Which they're already doing to us, but now they're causing it. So we have to do it to ourselves as well. And we have to do it to each other. So what I mean by that is they're using you as a Facebook uh, commodity, right? You are the commodity to advertisers and to brands on Facebook. They buy you. They buy your gender, your age, your location, your interests, your behaviors on site, time of day of your activity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The amount of data points that Facebook would have on every user is staggering. So they use you as a commodity to monetize their platform and to pad their own pockets as a general primary revenue stream. <clears throat> Secondary revenue stream is when they get the users to monetize the uh, platform for them. So they don't even have to go external. They can get money from the internals, right? So you're a user of Facebook, but you want to use Facebook because you're addicted to getting this exposure. And therefore, you're going to invest your own money because they've reduced the amount of exposure you can get systematically to force you to invest in yourself in a negative way to reinforce that negative behavior by paying for advertising so they can raise that exposure level another three or four percentages, uh, percentage points. So you say, oh, I put that money in and I did get an uplift in results. That must work. Let me do it again. But when you do it again and then you stop, guess what happens? They take the crack away. They put you into withdrawal. They take the high away. They remove that feeling of pleasure, of euphoria, uh, um, euphoria. And so now you are tagged as a paying customer. Not only are you a commodity, but you're also a paying customer in that commodity market. And that 
is a disgusting cycle of behavior that is predicated upon our basic insecurities as people, as apes, and creates a cycle, a dystopian, uh, dystopian cycle of negative behavior. Because there's nothing positive about scrolling through Facebook. There's nothing positive about scrolling through Instagram. There's nothing positive about scrolling through Twitter. There just isn't. So what I'm saying is that once you recognize a problem, are you going to do something about it? And I recognize that the screen time that I was recording on my device on a weekly basis was disgusting. It was, I don't want to say it was a full-time job because it wasn't, but it was definitely a part-time job. Definitely a part-time job. And I would say, if I'm being completely honest with myself, that 80% of the stuff that I did on my mobile phone didn't need to be done. I think that's just honest. 80%? Yeah. I got the 80-20 rule all fucked up with my mobile usage. And I think most people do. I really think that most people do. And I think most people, if they put their hands up and talked honestly about this, would say, I got an addiction that I didn't know I had, or I had an addiction that I knew I had, but I didn't think was actually doing anything bad to me. Maybe I wasted some time or, you know, floundered a bit here and there. But there's a different thing. There's a deeper, there's a deeper motherfuck going on here. When you're spending that much time on a very small number of platforms, not only does it <clears throat> monopolize the uh, like the commodities market, so it does it, it, it basically monopolizes advertising, right? And if you look at advertising, uh, you know, like those banner advertising um, units or those MPU, you know, the little squares or the big billboards that pop up everywhere. Well, Google and Facebook own about 80% of the entire business. And that's a duopoly. So all the money is going into their pockets, which makes it impossible for anybody else to come and play in this game. Right? There's a new social media network that's come out totally transparent, uh, always uh, chronological. Like, you know, never, they don't store any data, is what their claim is. It's called minds.com, M I N D S.com. Now, am I going to join it? Probably not. But they have a reward based system where they pay you in cryptocurrency, so on and so forth. And so, you know, your, your, your motivation to engage in that platform is because you can actually be rewarded with actual physical money. And you can use that money to then push your brand and, you know, do whatever you want. I haven't really explored the platform too, too much. And to be honest with you, I don't need another social media in my life. I'm trying to get rid of social media. I'm trying at the very least to be an output only person and not sit there scrolling just 
inputting information uh, like taking in other people's content or other people's information because like i said they're not reliable platforms for fact they're opinion-based slanted towards algorithm um, algorithmic determinations that uh, that are being made off of data points that don't define you you are not the individual pieces or the sum part of what an algorithm recognizes you to be uh, you're just not you're way more complex than that. You're way more nuanced than that. And this is a very, very kind of, this is a very kind of archaic way of thinking, you know, and it works for advertisers, right? There are certain truisms in advertising that you know for sure that if you can label them, segment them and target them, that you will have an uplift in success, if you're trying to move a car or a holiday or some diamond rings or kids clothes or whatever, right? But it's still a very rudimentary way of trying to determine what people think, how they feel, what the behaviors are, and all of the other nuances that are people. But nevertheless, with all of that nuance and all of that variability that we possess, we take ourselves down to a level that is catatonic when we're on social media. You ever seen someone in a coffee shop scrolling through their phone? They look like they're in a trance. Just, just completely zoned out. And unaware. I mean, all you have to do is like, cause now obviously they've introduced uh Wi-Fi into this, the underground uh, system here in London on the tube. So now uh, basically if you're not in a tunnel, when you're on the train, you can get Wi-Fi down in the stations. And this is, you know, great from a connectivity point of view in case of emergency or, you know, if you're working and you're traveling between meetings or something like that, like it has its place for sure. But in a subway, in a subway system that, need, you know, needs to accommodate, I don't know, what, 7 million people a day? The last thing you need is a bunch of fucking idiots walking around staring at their phone like they're sitting in a Starbucks with no one to bump into. I mean, it's just incredible some of the behavior that you see, you know, that's related to people's usage of mobile phones. So with all of that said, and with the, you know, with the information that we have about what social media is doing to the brain, what social media is doing to our relationships, what social media is doing to our uh, inactivity levels, what social media is doing to our political biases, what social media is doing um in terms of any sort of dialogue creation or debate, like, you know, all of these things, they're, they're, you know, they're not, it's not having a good impact on any of these facets of life, right? So when I saw my screen time, and I'm going to tell you guys exactly what it was in just a minute, because I'm going to go into my settings and see if I can get the latest uh, report that I got, or is it here it is screen time. So, so today is two hours and 24 minutes. 
which is 27 minutes below the average. 34 minutes of that has been productivity. 27 minutes of that has been social networking. And 21 minutes of that has been entertainment. That's how they're breaking it down for me right now. And that breaks down into Spotify, Instagram, Zoom, which is a business video conferencing tool, uh, Interval Timer, which is for my workouts, Camera, uh, Chrome, and Mail. So I'm really actually lucky because uh, Facebook's not even on there. Instagram is. Um, so not too, too bad actually today. Um, and I actually had a 37% reduction week on week with my latest screen time report. So what I want to do, it's taken me 25 minutes to get there. And apologies if you've uh, gotten bored with any of the shit that I was saying. But, you know, we got to talk about social media in terms of, you know, it just being like a fun little jokey. Like it's not. It's having real world consequences, both in a personal, professional and like global level, like it's influencing our politics for Christ's sakes. So with all of that said, what I thought might be a decent idea is to see if we can't collectively come together and reduce our screen time. So what I want to do is I want to launch something called very creatively entitled, uh, screen time challenge and I'm going to start this on the quiet part loud uh, Twitter feed <clears throat> and I'll share it onto the Facebook feed as well and what I'm looking for is for people to own up to their to their mobile phone addiction to the levels of time the amount of time that they spend on it and see if they can reduce it if this is something that you've recognized as an issue if you think that you can do better, if you think you could lead a more productive life, if you put your phone down, if you think that you could, uh, you know, if you if you could have a better relationship with your uh, with your wife or with your kids or with your colleagues or with your pets, you know, could you be more active? Could you spend that time doing something else that's more productive? Like, you know, I always talk about the things that I do with my time, right? Like I'm learning to play piano and I haven't picked that up in fucking age in like probably, you know, a week and a half now. And I'm gutted about it. So I'm going to make a conscious effort to jump back in and get on that today. Address the problem, fix it, move forward, right? But I wonder if like some people out there are using their phone four hours a day, five hours a day, six hours a day. What if you cut that down? Not I'm not talking about eradicating the phone because in this day and age, that is absurd. It's an absurd request. It's an absurd thing to try to challenge people to do. And I wouldn't expect anybody to want to get involved in that. Because like I said, there are good things in that phone, right? It is a wealth of information. It is a wealth of opportunity. You can start a business from your phone. And, you know, I'm not going to continue preaching to the choir because we know all of these things, but we don't maximize our time. We don't use the tools effectively, right? It's got all of the information ever contained in human history at the, at the tip of your fingers. And you want to see what Bob from high school is doing with his kids? Or you want to see what, you know, some fucking 
like, I don't know, let's let's just go into Facebook real quick. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you what pops up. The first thing that pops up. <clears throat> Some guy on my feed has posted a picture of two suits telling me the names of them. And he's, ta he's actually tagged me in it. Right? Continues. He's posted five times now. Six times. Picture of somebody's girlfriend. Another picture of suits. Okay. NBA advert. NBA UK advert. BBC. UK politics. And then a post that I did earlier. Nothing. Nothing. Why would I even do that, right? Why would I spend any sort of time on this fucking platform? There's nothing for us there. We could be doing so much better with our spare time, so much better with, you know, the minutes that we stare down at a seven by three screen. Like, I don't know what we were thinking, but we've just jumped in headfirst without any knowledge of what the consequences might be. And now we're starting to figure it out. So I wanna, I wanna challenge you guys, right? Brass tacks. I wanna challenge you guys. Screen time challenge. And I'm in this motherfucking challenge too because I need to be, I need to be. I wanna see if we can get our screen time down to an hour a day. Over the course of however long it takes, and this is going to be something that people can jump in of, uh, jump into, jump out of, jump back into, you know, whatever it may be. But what I'm looking to do is I'm looking to set up a community of people that are trying to improve their lives by cutting down their usage and dependency on mobile phones. It's called the Screen Time Challenge, and it is an endeavor to make people less dependent and less reliant on the mundane activities that they conduct on their mobile devices. So what I want to do is I want to start it from now. And what I want to do is I want to see you guys share on social media a screenshot of your screen time report, your latest screen time report. And if you're not happy with it, that's this is the I'm talking to you guys, right? If you do 11 minutes on your phone a day, then I'm definitely not talking to you. If you recognize that you spend too much time on your phone and you're not getting things done or you could be more productive in other areas, I want you to take a screenshot of your, uh, of your screen time report and I want you to post it to Twitter. I want you to tag the quiet part loud in it and that's at quiet part loud and I want you to use hashtag screen time challenge. Okay? Then every week I want you to post an update with how you've done your progress, a status report, i.e. screen time down 37% week on week. Like, yes, hashtag screen, screen time challenge. And let's see if we can do this. And I want to hear about the success stories, right? When we get this thing going, I want to hear about people who have used that time to do other endeavors to start a business, to learn an instrument, to cook their wife dinner, to take the dogs for a walk, to go and work out, right? Imagine, imagine you spend four hours a day on your phone right now, right? Let's say an hour and a half of that is just pure social media scrolling, right? Well, you could use that time to exercise, or you could use that time to practice a musical instrument or learn a language or 
you know, make love to your wife. Whatever you want to do, guys, right? Whatever you want to do. But isn't there a million things better in this world than Facebook? Isn't there a million things in this world better than Instagram and Twitter? And seeing that you got 12 likes on a photo? Or someone retweeted your 280 character thought that you vomited out of nowhere? Isn't there things to be doing that that can improve your life more than what BBC's breaking news is or CNN's breaking news is or what, you know, Sally from high school's doing now? Or how many times do you have to see the old lady in the car with the Chewbacca mask on? How many times do you have to see goats jumping over each other? Right? Like, come on, man. How many fucking memes do you need to see? Like, this is, I'm talking to you guys for real. There's a problem here. And it's only when we look up do we see the potential around us. Because if we are concerned, the worst thing, one of the things that pisses me off the most about this whole thing is when I'm watching, say, like, say I see footage of a concert. Or like an amazing like event that's happening like in athletics or something, right? Like, I don't know, right? Or, or, or an amazing concert or amazing symphony or something like that. Symphony? <laughs> Fucking from the 1800s? You know what I mean though, right? Like these amazing events and people are watching them through their phone instead of actually watching them. Because, you know, God forbid they don't catch uh, catch a picture of it. Or a video of it and post it straight away on social media. People go up to celebrities they don't even know to ask pictures with them just because they see other people around them. Just so they won't miss an opportunity to tag that person in a photo. And hopefully get some likes. To just keep on reinforcing this, this cyclical negative behavior of chasing validation and chasing approval from people we don't know. And that makes zero impact in our lives. I'm trying to talk to you guys for real, man. I was going to talk about a whole bunch of other shit, but I might just do this episode on this. Because we got issues, man. And I got them too. Don't forget, this is not me saying to you guys, listen, I think all you guys have a fucking problem with your mobile devices. So I'm going to set up a challenge to help you guys. The first post in this challenge is going to come from me because there's an issue with how much I use my mobile phone. I want to install some rules for myself, like a post 7 p.m. rule where there's no mobile devices on or being paid attention to after 7 p.m. at night. Like real, real talk, there is a problem here. And the problem is manifesting in so many different ways that if we continue to ignore it and continue to go down this mindless rabbit hole, then we're just going to become cogs in the wheel, which is already happening anyways. Don't you want to throw a monkey wrench in the works and say, no, 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 don't count me in. 
don't count me into this mechanism that you guys have created socially like like social reinforcement and, and like social point scoring systems like they're doing in China <coughs> you keep handing over your data man and you know pretty soon you're not going to be you you're going to be who you're told to be because you'll be able to be you'll be you'll become a victim of manipulation you'll become a victim of you know whatever content they want to drive at you and if you're consuming this content hours and hours at a time i just think like someone who has 4 hours a day on their mobile phone if they translated half of that into another activity within a year they would become competent if not almost experts in whatever that endeavor was and i'm saying this again not to to have a go at people out there i just know that this is an issue for me and this and i cannot be the only one that is suffering from this problem because for real this is an addiction this is the new form of addiction so we need to come to grips with the fact that it is. We need to come to grips with the fact that this has just been manufactured as a as a way of driving revenue, stealing data to then make more revenue. And now they're capitalizing on real psychological markers, real physiological markers to perpetuate the behavior in us that we didn't even recognize was a problem until we were already way 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 too deep in the rabbit hole but hopefully you guys are getting turned on to this hopefully you guys are becoming aware of this if not just through what i've said to you today to other things that you may be looking out for but this is a problem and if you see a problem and you don't address it with a potential solution then you are part of the problem and I want you guys downloading my episodes on iTunes, right, into the podcast app. I want you listening to me. I want engagement. I want all of these things. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to make this podcast, you know, a sustainable entity eventually, right? That's the goal. I'd love to do this thing all the time. But with that said, I understand that it's a medium. I understand also that it's not a medium that you have to stare at and scroll through. You just have to, you know, you have to just listen, right? So it's just auditory. It's not actually like physical and like visual because we haven't done the video podcast yet. But there is a problem here and you have to be part of the solution. So if I can use my platform within these mediums to inform you of the problems or the dangers or the things you need to be aware of, in that medium, then I think I'm using the medium for good rather than the status quo, which is generally just mindless nonsense. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna labor on because there's no point. I was gonna go into a whole bunch of other subject matter. I wanted to talk about the guy from Empire. I wanted to talk about um, the latest Trump, the national emergency. You know, I wanted to talk about all these different bits, but I'm not. I'm gonna stick to this thing right here, and that is. Can we, will you enter this challenge with me? We're going to call it the screen time challenge. Hashtag screen time challenge. I'm going to start it off. As soon as this episode comes out, the post right after that will be my first post. With my screen time on it, I'm going to hashtag screen time challenge. I'm going to tag it with that. 
So if you follow our Twitter page and the Facebook page, then get involved, guys, because I think this is going to be something that's going to be that could be truly positive. I want to hear about your success stories. I want to hear about what you're doing with that time that you've taken back and how you're using it for more productive means. You know, tell me what you're learning. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me how fit you're getting. That's what I want to do with this thing. So it's going to be hashtag screen time challenge. This is the screen time challenge episode. We are launching this thing as a as an initiative to get us away from our dependency on our mobile devices. Let's get that thing down to one hour. All right. So I hope you guys will join me. I hope you guys have found what I've mentioned today informative. I hope you guys can can uh, can take some benefit from it. And if nothing else, just being honest with with uh, with yourself about about your habits and behaviors, because these things just run away from us, and we just don't understand that. Oh shit! All of a sudden, there's a problem. All of a sudden, I'm wasting my life on this thing that gives me nothing back. Other than fake validation and constant reinforcement that I need that validation. When the truth of the matter is you don't. The only person you need to be validated by are the ones that are in your close inner circle and the person staring back at you in the mirror. So join me on the screen time challenge. Keep an eye out for this post coming out uh, probably tomorrow. It's it's kind of late in the evening now, so we're going to... Uh, get this uploaded it should be out I, I would have thought kind of midday tomorrow but we'll see um, I'll post it and share it across all the social accounts and then we're going to get this thing going and then it's going to be a weekly check-in right so screen time comes out the screen time report comes out on a Sunday morning I believe so let's go ahead and make this a Monday morning thing right let's take that positive energy let's take that positive new behaviors that we're learning those new activities that we're embarking on let's use those plus our reduction of screen time plus sharing it amongst a community of like-minded individuals to start our week off on a really positive note and to reinforce that behavior going forward for the week ahead so keep an eye out thanks for listening i love you guys um this is the quiet part loud a slightly different episode right a, a slightly different kind of thing uh this time around but i think if we can if we can get some traction with this it could be really beneficial so um again screen time challenge hit it with a hashtag look out for it on twitter and let's start this thing man we don't need to become zombies any more than we already are we need to come back away from the edge and uh and realize that there's a beautiful world out there that we just have to put this little piece of technology down and go out and experience it you know it doesn't have to be on instagram and it doesn't have to be on facebook for it to actually have really happened we can experience life without having to share every single moment of it so join me on the challenge guys until next time I'm your host, Daryl. This is The Quiet Part Loud, episode 72, Screen Time Challenge. It has started. Let's get it going. Until next time, love you guys, and uh, all the best. <laughs>